Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Uh, and today on the show I have an Australian guest coming to me all the way from Australia, which is fantastic. And uh, we're going to be talking about conscious business practices and how to make love and not money the bottom line of your business. So please let me introduce to you another Australian Natalie. How are you? <laughs> hey Nat, how are you? Great. Good to be here. Yeah, great, great to have you here. Now, Natalie, uh, Jane and I have actually uh, met in person before in Sydney um, and had very, very interesting conversations um, around, you know, the new paradigm of how we should do business moving into the, into the future or how we need to do business really to, to prosper on many different levels. Uh, but before mm. we get into having that conversation, uh, why don't we start, Natalie, with your, uh, with your background and your story and how you got to where you are now? Sure. Big story, I, I'm going to condense it. <laughs> really the transition to what I'm doing now as a coach and mentor began when I was working as or, and owned a fair and ethical fashion business. So I was working with fair and ethical communities in India and Bangladesh and I've always wanted to be in business but I could never just be in business just for money, although I knew money was included. It had to have uh, ethics and integrity and, and love. But I was quite naive when I first started <laughs> and I, you know, I went out on a big adventure and I ended up in India initially and began creating fashion with ethical and cooperative um, communities in India. And that's where I really learned my <laughs> learn about what it was to be in business ethically. I had to learn, I learned on the job and uh, you know, I, I was eventuated into fair and ethical trade, and I, it taught me how to love in business. I, I thought I was there for an adventure and to do good things, but the work really was about ended up being for me about creating change, and fashion was just the, you know, you know the pathway for creating change. But I was in this stuff before it was cool to be. <laughs> in uh, fair and ethical business. So it was quite a hard <laughs> hard um, industry to be in at that stage. And I remember so I one to, day... I have to ask you just, just why we were on this part because, you know, fair and ethical business. Um, yeah. So, and, and in India, like, describe yeah. exactly what that means. Like, why, was that, why is that different to any other business that people do in India? Good question. Uh, the way, especially in India, this it's across the globe in a lot of third world countries. Globalization really has stripped um, stripped bare the richness and the culture of communities, and we have made these people. Uh, I don't think intentionally, ignorantly, our you know slaves to our our the feeling of scarcity and anxiety that lives within us and and what I would see on the other side is the result of our fear and our anxiety and these people living in this level of poverty because of that and so fair and ethical trade really is about restoring that and bringing back culture, enriching their arts, paying them fairly, <laughs> not a dollar a day so they can continue to live in the slums and perpetuate that problem. No, this is about 
appreciating and restoring and 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 bringing back um, or supporting them to bring back their own culture. Not about me bringing back their culture. I've got no right to do that. So that's what fair and ethical trade is about. And there's communities built up around that to help create sustainability, health, well-being. So it really goes through the um, you know all of their needs, not just wages, but their health, their well-being, their family life, their culture, and restoring that. So yeah, that's that's a huge um, movement that's cooler now. <laughs> In some ways, yeah, more no, accepted. I, another <laughs> friend of mine that actually I've interviewed on the show a couple of times, a, a lady called Zina Muzika. I'm actually going to yeah, see yeah. her very soon. Um, and she did the same thing when she discovered the yeah, poor conditions yeah. the tea workers were working, and she was, you know, you know, developing and, and putting all the different flavors in her tea. She went there and made sure that they not only were getting paid fairly, but she, you know, set up schools for the children and and healthcare yeah. for the for the workers and everything. So. Great. So, yeah, so you, yeah. So you're in this world, and of course, fashion is very cutthroat. So I can imagine that would have been very interesting world to be in. And so, so what was the bridge yeah. between that and this amazing work that you're doing with business owners now? Good question. I would come back to Australia, and I just had this enriching experience of being connected to this culture and enlivened. And I'd come home, and I'd be playing in this world that doesn't make sense to me anymore, especially fashion. And then I'd come back and a new level of awareness would come in. And I remember looking out uh, across um, this endless uh, scene of poverty and destruction. I was actually working in a slum area and I saw my own reflection. I saw the poverty. I saw the uh, discordance that was within me. And I understood that I was trying to fix a problem that I perceived out here, which... There is a problem there, absolutely. But the originate, the originating uh, location of where that problem actually exists was in me, and what I saw existed in corporations and and their desperate need to create this, you know, <laughs> hold on to what they thought they were going to miss out on and create these sorts of levels of problem. So I knew my work was going to had to be back home. If I really wanted to create the change that I wish to see in this world, I had to go home. I had to look after me, sort me out, and then start to talk and start to communicate. So that's where it started. And I really wanted to um, create a new paradigm, be a part of that, <laughs> be a part of that. And so that's where that started to shift. I had to drop fashion and I just had to stay, stick with the, um, the most important elements was change. And, and that's, that was the transition. I just stopped and came home and started working at the level of consciousness in business. Right. So what kind of um, businesses are you working with? Are we talking corporate, small business? Like who are the people that you yeah. get to work with? I have worked with corporates. I have worked at that level. Um, and there's a lot of change that can be made there. But what I ended up, what, what I've discovered about myself is I want to be part of creating a new paradigm. And it's, there is more difficulties working within something that is already so dysfunctional. Absolutely, there is change that can be made there. But my work, I've discovered, is really just now supporting individuals to own who they really are and to manifest new realities for themselves and their world 
and spreading it that way, spreading the change and the paradigm in that way. So now I work with people like me, people that are you know a few steps behind where I currently am, and to really line up with who they really are and and take that out into the world. So it feels more easeful this way. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so when we're talking about business, you know, and, and like I mentioned in the beginning, we're talking about making love the bottom line and not money. How, how does a business owner do that? Good question. I think it starts with coming back into contact with who they really are. I believe who we really are is love. And when we play games to perpetuate what we think we need to be or do to be successful, we're not actually in alignment with who we are. So when we're truly in alignment with who we are and we create businesses and lives around that, that really is the bottom line to make love or to make love the bottom line. There are lots of things and practices you can do, but that would be the foundation. It's just start at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me some of the changes that you've seen people implement um, and, and changes you've seen in people's businesses.